Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back finally to the One With Friends podcast. That is totally our fault. We thought that we would have had a collaboration with the guys a little sooner. However, it is still in the works, and we are very excited to tell you what our plans are over the next several weeks, and my guess is probably over the next month. Now, the next three episodes of Friends in Season 3 are some of the most talked about in the sense of like the longevity of conversation that happens in these three episodes. And of course, it is the infamous storyline of Ross and Rachel. So what we're going to do is we've contacted the guys from Two Star Podcasts and asked for their help. We thought it'd be really cool to have kind of like a panel that focuses really heavily on the Ross and Rachel storyline, especially because we've been talking about it since the beginning. They've been like on again, off again, or, you know, kind of like a forlorn relationship that finally came to be. And then this on and off is going to kind of come into play because of exactly what happens in these three episodes. Would that be a fair assessment, Llewellyn? A hundred percent. Cool. So we're going to take the next, Llewellyn and myself, solo, are going to take the next two weeks to go over the non-Ross and Rachel storyline that happens between episodes 15, 16, and 17. We're going to have, you know, pre-episode, post-episode, all the things that we normally do. Then in hopefully what we think is two weeks from now, we're going to start a dialogue with our two-star pod blokes <laughs> in London, England. They're all over. They're not just in London. But we're going to talk to them solely about Ross and Rachel. Now, our conversation might edge out into the other storylines a little bit, but Luella and myself are going to try and stay focused outside of the context of Ross and Rachel. Now we're going to do our best because we know that this show easily bleeds from one storyline to another, especially in the two episodes following episode 15. But that is going to be our goal. So do we've updated our, our friends on like our personal lives, right? Like, are we are we kind of up to date on that? Do you think? I think so. I mean, this is a new month since we didn't have one last week, um, mm-hmm. but not much is new in my life. So, yeah, we in my at my workplace, just as a quick update, we had the last. So since I've been there, we had one publicist leave out of three, then an- another publicist leave out of three, and then um, it has finally just come down the pike that our third, final, and last standing publicist is leaving. So, and we're in the middle of two book launches with another high profile book to be launched in like a couple months following. So, we have zero publicists to be able to promote talent book, all of that for podcast shows, interviews, TV, radio, all the things. So we kind of had like a um, war room slash oh shoot what's happening type meeting today with my work. 
and I've been so stressed out. So it's kind of nice to focus on something that is not at all related to work because it's, it's been really crazy. And I feel like I've done things that far exceed my normal KRA and, you know, points of, you know, action, things that I'm responsible for and all that. So life has been crazy. It's good. Nothing's really changed. It's just things have kind of escalated at work a little bit. So that's my only update. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I don't, I mean, nothing exciting is happening here except that I am very sunburnt right now because it's oh. still very hot down here. Um, oh, lucky you. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I do have my brother's wedding coming up in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Long, long overdue wedding because COVID caused it to have to be postponed and almost postponed again, which would have been a big bummer. But they are making it work. So Mm. soon I get to go to cooler weather and hang out with family for a few days, which I'm actually really looking forward to. Very, very nice. And sorry to our friends for obviously being a week later. I know we mentioned that we were later than we thought, but we didn't want to put out like a really short episode that just said, hey, we're late and we know. Um, We had some scheduling conflicts on both sides, actually. Um, And so it just didn't work out. And we didn't want to move ahead without the guys because we we would love their input and their conversation around this topic. So. Um, okay, Llewellyn, give us the episode recap. Okay, so this week we watched season three, episode 15, titled The One Where Ross and Rachel Take a Break. Ross and Rachel. Oh, sorry. I'm getting ahead. We've been gone for two weeks. I'm already forgetting what we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this episode was written by Michael Borkow. Directed by James Burroughs, and the original air date was 2-13-1997. Ross and Rachel decide to go on a break, and Phoebe becomes involved with a foreign diplomat. This is going to be very difficult to keep reminding ourselves not to talk about Ross and Rachel. <laughs> I know, it really is, but... I was just about to, like, dive into it. It'll, like, build up to, you know, an even better episode with Two Star. Yes, absolutely. So we start this episode with a soft open and we find out, are we in the cafe or at the house? No, we're at Monica's apartment. Yeah. Yep. And we find out that Phoebe has been uh, giving free massages outside of the UN. And I kind of had to like, like applaud Phoebe a little bit in her efforts of, um, I mean, she made a statement that was hilarious. It's like, bodies at peace make peace. <laughs> but I was like, for a single girl living in New York City, <laughs> that's not like a bad way <laughs> right? to like shoot your shot. You know, you see somebody who's foreign, attractive, speaks a different language. That's very romantic. And we find out that that's exactly what happened. Like, she ends up meeting this guy who she clicks with really well. Um, but she doesn't know where his country is. Now, they don't tell us the country, do they? Uh, I thought they did. I'd never heard of it. Or maybe... The, or did they talk about the language? Well, Phoebe tried to, like, tell the language or tell the the country. But she was, like... The way she said it was, like, that's not a real place. So Phoebe can't remember what he said. 
like she doesn't really yeah. I got the impression that she just didn't know she was just trying to put like some mid, like eastern middle eastern like country names kind of smushed together to create yeah. like a name that she thought would sound legit but we all know Phoebe I don't think it would actually be legit I think she'd just think like oh it kind of sounds like this maybe I'll just throw that out there I don't think she was actually naming a legitimate country yeah you're probably right but she needs to find it because she you know wants to feel maybe a little bit more intelligent wants to make sure that like everything's a go and Monica says like you know she's she wants an atlas which do you remember back in the day like driving with an atlas that that's what people used to use right before well maps I guess but what's the difference between a map and an atlas can I ask that question here for all of our um, millennial it, friends out there. Isn't a map, and I don't know if this is correct, isn't a map just like a map of one area? So it's like on one big giant page and then an atlas has like, depends on what kind of atlas you get, but we had an atlas of the United States, so it had all the different states on different pages. I don't know. I could be wrong. Okay. I have got a definition from encyclopedia.com. It says a map is a visual representation or scale model of spatial concepts such as geographical regions, locations, and their attributes. Atlases often contain social, religious, economic, and geographical information for a specific region. Maps and atlases are the primary tool for spatial analysis. So based on that definition, I would argue that what Phoebe really wanted was a map not an atlas because an atlas seems to have more like ethereal concepts like this is the religious mapping within a certain you know region this is the economic or economic mapping within a certain region this is a uh, geopolitical mapping within a certain region that's what an atlas does but a map shows like scale, spatial concepts, like region, location, and attributes. So like, you know how different maps will have different colors for like height, like mountainous regions versus depths of the ocean? Like that's a part of a map. It's a visual representation of a spatial concept. I feel like a map is more like overall, like the more like broad view. Yeah. Too, whereas an atlas is more, you focus in a little farther. Yes. And it's and it's more on certain concepts that are outside of yeah. just spatial recognition of like mapping. So mapping yeah. is re- so a map is really what Phoebe wanted. She wanted a map. She needed to know where this country lived. Now I love that Monica pulled out one the tiniest globe on the planet, and two, it looked like she had it in her kitchen the way she like got up off the couch and like headed over why would like what i mean her kitchen's a mess to be honest there's no storage in that place at all besides the closet that we will come to find out is the closet in like season 9 <laughs> and we'll find out what's in that closet but outside of that it's like her kitchen cabinet shelving is like all of her storage and i feel like that's where she pulled the glow from did you notice like where she walked yeah like to the to the kitchen area and yeah what it's almost like she pulled it from that little like part of the counter that juts out by the door yeah like the breakfast seating nook sort of area 
Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what we'd call it now, like the the breakfast, the high top. Yeah. Sort of, I guess. But yeah, it's literally most of the only counter space she's got. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so then Chandler comes in and well, of course, okay, so like kind of wrapping it up on Phoebe and Monica. So she hands her this like the tiniest little globe in the world, and Phoebe just kind of like, you know, looks at it as if she's gonna like She's probably thinking, like, okay, really, Mon? Like, <laughs> give me, you don't have anything bigger. Um, but anyways, at the same time, Chandler comes in, and he is asking for something, like, hey, does, do any of you need something copied? And they don't need anything. He's like, literally anything that you need a duplicate of, I'll, I'll go do it. And you can kind of see it on Joey's face before he even says it, but he's like, oh, you just want to go stare at that copy girl, don't you? He's like, yeah, you want to join me? Joey's like, Okay, so literally they're just going to there to like gawk at her and they're making the excuse of making copies. Can I just talk about how like ancient it sounds like you yes. make a copy of something. I literally had the thought like where like who does that even anymore? Like there that probably doesn't even exist anymore. And then I realized that there's still like Kinko's and. Well, it's funny. A couple of years ago when I was in New York, I had to. I don't remember where I was going, but there was somewhere that said you had to have a physical, like you had to print your ticket, like you had to have it physical. Oh, and of course I was in an Airbnb and I asked the lady like, Hey, do you have a printer? And she said, no, just go to like, what did she say? Like a Staples or something. And I'm like, where where the heck do you go to print stuff? So I had to, I had to search and granted it was Manhattan. So it was easy to find something, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'd never thought I had to ever do this. And you have to pay to use the computer and then pay per page to print. And I'm like, who? Oh my what? gosh. No, like this is unnecessary, but the most shocking statement of what you just said is that in New York, they needed a paper copy like I New know, York. And- one of the leading cities in the world needs, cannot use digital technology to like get you in the door. <laughs> <laughs> just like that baff- it was it just baffles me it was insane i don't remember what it was that i had to print it for but I, w- I was like are you kidding me right now yeah that seems really weird um okay so that's the soft open that slowly transitions us into the main part of the episode where we're at the copy store still and the guys are kind of in the back they're skulking about they're really waiting for her line to open up. Now we can see from this storyline that they've got one person in the guy's line, another person in the girl's line. They really want hers to open up, but the first person that's line opens up is the guys. So they're the guys kind of, you know, pretend as if they're still deciding on their copying needs. And the guy instantly calls them out. I mean, like instantaneously calls these guys out in the middle of the copy store and says, hey, switch with me. These guys want to talk to you. Like, they think you're pretty and like want to talk to you. (laughs) I think that was the best part is how he called them out. He did. And it was like no hesitation at all. He knew exactly what they were about. (laughs) Yeah. No asking. Like, they knew. And what what I think makes this scene even cringier for the guys is the fact that she goes, hey, haven't seen you since this morning, which, <laughs> guys, how much copying? Like, she, and she's got to know. Like, as soon right. as they showed up, it's not like there's a really, 
there's no depth of lobby there. Like, they're standing right there. She would, if I was working there and I saw those guys walk in again, I'd be like, okay, these guys. I'd be, like, begging my male coworker to, like, just take it. You know, yeah. like, just own it. But he calls her over, calls the guys out. She switches with the person and ends up inviting them, like, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? And ends up inviting them to a gig. I think his name's Isaac. He's playing a show tonight at a local, like, bar or club. Do you want to go? And so the guys agree to go. And that's pretty much all I have on that little scene. Do you have anything more? No, that was basically it. Okay. We cut to... uh, the date. So Phoebe actually is going on a date with this um, UN representative. And the, I think what's funny is that the translator is sort of kind of injecting himself. It like just enough of a delay to make it like really cringy to watch. Yeah. He was very creepy. Yeah. And it's and it's funny because later on they don't portray him that way, but in this instance, I think maybe they were trying to go for funny. But he actually, yeah. I agree with you completely. I think he ended up kind of showing himself as really creepy instead. Yeah, for sure. Um, that would really suck to be on a date and have to have like every single word translate, like translated. You know, it wouldn't like, even be enjoyable, I wouldn't think. I know it like takes twice as long for you to like actually have a conversation because you're waiting like back and forth on, you know, him to answer, then him to say something, and then you to get the response. And and there's just something that you miss out in like the natural flow of conversation with like, you know, when you like you know, banter back and forth, like really quick wit. And like, you can't have any of that. It has to be more like interview style. Yeah. Cause it's not like you can enter, like, it's not like you can interrupt and be like, Oh no, blah, blah, blah. that's what I meant. It's like, you have to wait and then like respond. And that just seems that would be really tough. Like props to people out there who found romantic interest based on like having little, it kind of reminds, honestly, it's the same concept as, like, Paolo and, and Rachel. Yeah. Like. But at least, like, he, he spoke a little. Somewhat understand, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It does make it a little bit better when they have, like, a basic understanding. I feel like it would be equivalent to me dating someone who's, like, French and barely knows any English and I barely know any French. But, like, we could probably figure it out because I have just enough context through my four years of high school plus two semesters in college (laughs) to be able to like kind of figure it out but it would be tough to have like if someone came to me with like German and I'd be like I don't know (laughs) it'd be tough um okay so back in the girl's apartment um Phoebe knows Okay, we find out that Phoebe does know where he's from. She's figured it out on her little her little mappy map. Um, and skipping all of the Ross and Rachel, you know, context within this scene, we kind of skip ahead a little bit. And Phoebe is asking Monica to double date with the translator. You know, she's thinking like, especially after the what transpired after the other scene where like they were trying to kiss, but he was translating. And then she like, (laughs) 
when Phoebe like moaned that little like, oh, and he goes, oi. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't need to be translated. I think I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, that's so cringy. But she's probably like, okay, this guy cannot be over our shoulder the entire time. Monica, will you please go on a double date? Like that way when me and this guy are having a moment, you can kind of like interject, have your own conversation. And once we get to that part, it's like, I don't think Phoebe realized what she was really asking for because it was a really tough situation all around. But it makes sense up front. Like I heard her say that. I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense to try and like alleviate some of that awkwardness, give the translator something to do besides watch us kiss. Like (laughs) it'd be nice for him to like have something like to do in the downtime. Um, so Monica kind of, I guess, reluctantly really agrees to do this. Now, at the cafe, the guys are deciding on if they should go early to the party. Uh, mind you, they're about six hours early. Um, <laughs> you know what I thought was funny? I, because we're recording these like back to back to back, I'm, I'm never quite sure where any of these episodes really land when it comes to like season of the year and it was funny when they said it was about 4 30 and you realize they have six hours until the 10 30 time frame when they're going to go to this party and it was dark outside and i was like i knew like i was like oh new york 4 30 it's dark out it must be <laughs> like the middle of winter <laughs> yeah because that's how it gets and it makes you really <laughs> real real sad mm-hmm. um so they're deciding and they so they're deciding not to think it should go early. They're kind of chilling at the cafe. And we get into a really awkward conversation of them talking about uh, a threesome, which is what the girl brought up in like a quick flyby of a joke, really, is what it was. Um, and they're kind of trying to figure out if they would participate. They're both kind of <laughs> wanting to talk about it but I I get the feeling that like none of them wants to be the first to say like yeah I mean that's cool because like what would the other one think if they were willing then they're like maybe some ground rules if that happens and then they like kind of role play it in their mind of like what would actually happen and so they kind of like backtrack on the on the you know rules that they're coming up with um and I, I I guess I didn't really think about like I didn't write down if they, like, landed on something. But they, like, are kind of... I feel like it's a it's a lose-lose for them both. It is, yeah. Because either... I think they, they kept going back with, like, no, you just won't look. But yeah. then, what if something happens? We should look. So I don't know that it ever resolved itself. Yeah, it's just kind of like a, ooh, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um. Okay, the very next scene is... Um, a Ross and Rachel scene. So we're going to skip ahead off of that. We're also going to skip ahead on the next scene, which is back at the girl's apartment. Um, and then we're going to go. We're going to skip the bar scene as well, because I feel like that has more to do with Ross and Rachel as opposed to the guys. Um, so we go back we kind of skip ahead a little bit and go to the date. So we're on this date between, you know, Phoebe and the UN guy, the translator and Monica. And on this date, Monica and the translator are having a really good time. 
um, such a good time that he doesn't really have time to translate for Phoebe. In the planning and the execution, like, this is one of those where, like, the thought was good, but the execution of it doesn't hold up. Like, and Monica calls her out on it. She's like, are you really, like, expecting me to just sit here in complete silence until you don't need him? Like, and that really is kind of a crappy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, because he's, because he doesn't have time to translate for Phoebe, he then, at the times where he is doing it, because, I, I mean, and at one point I think Phoebe's just like making up conversation because she's getting mad at them for having such a good time. Did you notice that? Like, she's like, tell him I like his shirt. Yeah, she's like, it's very evident that she's irritated and Mm. she kind of wants to get like above Monica and wants to go. She wants to make a point that like this, like we're here for me and my date, Mm -hmm. not like you guys chatting the whole time. So, yeah, I would say she definitely was making up some stuff to make sure that like the attention stayed on them and not Monica. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, did you get the impression that maybe I'm just thinking about this now that she was probably jealous? Yeah, because like we had talked about, you know, it's hard to like, I can't imagine what it would be like to date somebody that I don't know their language at all. Mm-hmm. And I think for Phoebe, like, I mean, also he was a diplomat, which, you know, he's got higher status than what, you know, us normal folk have. <laughs> um, so to her, too, it's like, you know, this is supposed to be an important date. And Monica, I asked you to come make it less awkward, but like, don't draw the attention away from me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think. Yeah. And she's seen like Monica and him having such a good time. And she's yeah. probably like, it's so much easier when you can speak the same language. For sure. And like, I'm watching you guys have a great time because you can speak the same language. And I'm like, l- linguistically frustrated over here, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, So when Phoebe is asking the translator then to translate, he's sort of like speeding through it really fast. And Phoebe is like, just not having it. <laughs> Now, fast forwarding again, even continuing on with the date story, um, the the guy's telling a story essentially about his dog, and it sounds like a longtime family dog, um, you know, a family pet, and Monica's legit, like, tearing up at this story. It's really sad, um, and 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 she like asks for a tissue Phoebe like hands it over but she's like I hope you like choke on it (laughs) (laughs) it's really bad of Monica um because and and Monica I mean Monica's kind of exasperated and that's when she kind of brings up the point of like okay like what do you expect me to do like just sit here while you have your date and Phoebe's like yeah great um and Sergey, what's funny is like Sergey apologizes, which is the UN diplomat, to Phoebe for Misha's behavior, who's the translator. So Misha is the one who has to like translate. 
the apologies on behalf of himself for Sergey, which is just really like awkward and weird. The guys end up falling into an argument. So there's like there's just tension all around. I think Sergey is probably frustrated on behalf of Phoebe because Phoebe's frustrated. She's frustrated at Monica. Monica's just like, you asked me to be here and like, what do you expect from me? And so then Sergey's frustrated, then him and Misha get into it, but it all comes down to Misha quitting. They get into an argument and he's like, I quit. I turn in my resignation. I'm done. And he invites Monica to the Rainbow Room. Now, Llewellyn, what is the Rainbow Room? Have you ever been there? <laughs> um, I am going to sound odd and I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. I have heard of it. Um, Rainbow Room, New York. I'm going to Google it because I heard of it when I was there. I know it exists. I just don't know what it is. Oh, it's in Rockefeller Center. Mm-hmm. It's an entertainment venue on the 65th floor of Rockefeller Center. Rooftop with striking cocktail bar. It's, it can be a cocktail bar. Oh, because he did say, you know, I still have... He, what do you say? Like diplomatic a- coupons? Access? Coupons, that was it. <laughs> so that makes sense. She's like, my guy has coupons. <laughs> <laughs> like, Monica, I don't I don't know if that's like a selling point. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so they go up to the Rainbow Room, which is Rockefeller Center. Rockefeller Center. That's, and now, that's a word. <laughs> yeah. And now Phoebe and Sergey are left alone, not speaking the same language. Um, they kind of resort back to like really simplistic dialogue where like he's literally naming what he knows in English, which is the word plate. And then he tries to do that with a cup and he says plate again. And she just kind of says yes. Um, I think she in this moment has sort of resigned herself to the fact that this is not going to go well moving forward. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, so with that, the rest of the episode very heavily relates on Ross and Rachel. So the tag scene is the final scene in the episode. Is there any any notes that you wrote that have to do with non-Ross Rachel, you know, storylines that we did not talk about that you didn't get to that you didn't chime in? No. Not that's not Ross and Rachel. Okay. Um, Okay, so then the tag scene then in this episode is of a non-Ross Rachel storyline. It's the continuation. It's kind of the wrap-up of Phoebe and Sergey. He is in the cafe. They're sitting there, and he is playing Miss American Pie, but in his own language and singing with Phoebe. And he really seems to love this song (laughs) wouldn't you agree i mean he just seems very excited about it it. yeah he was Mm -hmm. at one point i think he does a little bit in the english doesn't he i think the only words are american pie in english oh okay okay that makes sense if i remember correctly okay um 
Yeah, and this is the last time we really we see that, right? It's like the last. I mean, that's the last we see of him. It's sort of done yeah. after that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. That's really the end of the non Ross and Rachel storyline. Now, episode rating is going to be really tough because we're doing it per episode, but we really didn't talk about the whole episode because we're waiting. These are going to be like a short episode sort of to kind of um, talk about really all of the extra stuff so that we can really hone in and focus with the guys because um, we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, But I I guess rate it even based off of the Ross and Rachel storyline, because ultimately it does play into the whole episode. So go ahead, Llewellyn, episode rating system for season three, episode 15. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I'll probably give this one a how you doing, only because... I mean, it is important for the whole Ross and Rachel storyline. You know, it's like the first of, like you said, three episodes, really. And, but I also think it kept the other friends, like, they were all still in the episode, which Mm -hmm. I appreciated. Like, even though it is a major one for their relationship and it kind of like, you know, is the stepping stone for what their relationship is the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. Um I think they did a good job at making sure the rest of the friends were still highlighted in a way. And it was kind of nice how they, they did it almost in like a, even though the the guy, the two guys, Chandler and Joey didn't really have a relationship, but they were still like pursuing a girl. So it kind of like had a overarching theme of like relationships Mm -hmm. in the episode, which I thought was interesting. So, um, Wow, yeah. I'll give it a how you doing. I mean, we've said it time and time again. I'm not a huge Ross and Rachel fan anyway, but you got to give credit where it is. I know it's, it's really hard one. to judge where it's like, I don't like the storyline itself, but I know the storyline in like the sense of history is yeah. so like there's a lot of conversation around yeah. this part of their relationship. Um, so it's really hard to judge something as like less than, but knowing that at the time, like the rest of the world was like talking about it heavily, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. I am going to give it (laughs) ironically, (laughs) (laughs) you already know where I'm going. I'm going to give it a, (laughs) I'm going to give it a, we were on a break. The irony of that is hilarious. Um, The reason I'm going to give it that kind of under medium grading, I guess, is really for a lot of the same reasons. Don't love the storyline. It really is like when we originally reached out to the guys, we were like, hey, we want you to be on this one episode. And then as we looked ahead and started watching ahead, we realized how much of the storyline is actually more prevalent in the next two episodes. And so this one's sort of like the beginning process. There's a little bit of effort. Obviously, this was the cliffhanger. Definitely. Um, 
and but it's not the bulk of the storyline not until we get to the next two episodes so that's why i'm going to give it we were on a break um i think that's a great um recognition I think it's great that you saw that it was all relational driven with all those friends. I thought that was really interesting that yeah. you pointed that out because I did not notice that, um, which is which again is really cool. Um, and it's not uncharacteristic of, you know, Phoebe to be dating somebody like that. It's not uncharacteristic of the guys to be, you know, pawing after somebody like the copy girl. Um, yeah. And so it's just all all sorts of, you know, interesting. So, yeah, we were on a break. Nice. Um, okay, post-show wrap-up. Actually, before we do that, I'm going to do some um, trivia. Uh, not trivia. I guess it's just fun facts for the episode. There's not that many. Um, uh, okay, so the first one. So the song that's um, – as the song With or Without You by YouTube plays at the bar, Ross tells Chloe he likes the song. And it's the same song he dedicated to Rachel on the radio in the one with the list. <laughs> oh, wow. that, oh was, that was good Ross. thinking, though, of the the producers and writers and whatever. I mean, how much more sulky, you know, it is like it's kind Ross. of perfect for Ross to be that sulky in the bar. I know we didn't talk about it, but to be in the bar listening to that song that he dedicated to Rachel at one point, that is great forethought with the writers. Yeah. Um, now, when Ross takes the picnic to Rachel's office and he sets fire to her desk, she says to the person she's on the phone with, I have Shemp in my office. This is a reference to Shemp Howard, one of the three stooges. That's one of the things that I had no idea what it meant when I watched it. And I just kind of like let it flow by me. Yeah, I did, too. And I also Googled it. So I was like, oh, well, oh, did good you know? Good for you. Yeah. I didn't even Google it until now. <laughs> Um, Okay, Angela Featherstone, who plays Chloe, is in The Wedding Singer in 1998, along with Christina Pickles, who plays Ross and Monica's mom, Judy Geller. And then final one, this episode is, and this one kind of a spoiler, obviously, but this episode is exactly a season after Rachel and Ross's trip to the planetarium, which was their second date, signifying that their relationship literally lasted an exact year. Um, which obviously comes into play because they're celebrating an anniversary in this episode. And again, we'll talk about it later. But those are just some fun facts. Now, post-show wrap-up, recommend to a friend. Llewellyn, I see you've got – I saw you put one that I also really loved. So I'm assuming you're going to save <laughs> it for another episode. We can both talk about it maybe yeah. as our mutual recommend to a friend. Yeah. Um, but go ahead and tell me what this fun thing is about. Yeah, so this is, so my recommend to a friend is a company called The Sassy Olive. Um, they're a small shop in, near our hometown, Leanne and I's hometown. Um, and they make like headbands, head wraps, whatever. Um, one of our good friends, you guys actually know, Nicole, really like always wears headbands and mm. for the longest time like I you know I always asked her like where do you get that and she'd tell me and I would just it would be one of those things where it's like I am in- genuinely interested where you get your headbands but for some odd reason not that interested but I'd always ask her um until finally she bought me one coincidentally enough it was a friend's headband um so I wear that 
sporadically. I'm not a headband person, mm-hmm. but um, with my new job, we have to wear a hat or a headband or something all the time. And the only headband I like wearing is that friend's one because it's just comfortable. Like it, it's thick enough that it like fits right. And I don't know about you guys, but it has to fit my head correctly or I'm not going to wear it. Mm, yeah. Um, so I finally reached out to Nicole and asked her again what that company was. And I ordered a bunch of headbands from them. They came super fast and they're like really good quality. They're super soft. Um, they're very fun. Like they, they make them all in the store, like handmade. Um, I just have like the classic headband, but they also have like wraps that you can do and like knotted ones, like all the things you can think of and everything from seasonal to, they even had some for like a short season where like, you know, like register to vote, like honestly the most random things. Um, and they're really cute and really soft. And I always like giving shout outs to, you know, smaller businesses because, Mm -hmm. It's their job. It's what they do. It's what they're passionate about. So my recommend this week, if you're looking for any kind of fun headbands, um, I recommend the Sassy Olive. They have an Instagram that you can check out. And from there, you can get their website. So check them out. Love it. Um, Okay. My recommend to a friend is a podcast called Wild Crimes. It's a uh, natural history museum um, from London podcast. It's only 10 episodes. And what they do is they talk about 10 different like floral, flora or fauna. Well, that's really hard to say. Flora (laughs) or fauna that are endangered. And they talk about um, like like the extinction of uh, like the um, I guess like smuggling, um, trafficked, uh, traded, black market, like black marketed, um, persecuted uh poached like wildlife and what people are currently doing about it what are certain numbers um what are the concerns they're shorter episodes which i really love they're like probably 20 to 25 minutes i think um but i'm always i've always been interested in like the elephants um and they're like the ivory trade and it talks about like mammoth tusks versus elephant tusks and um why like one might be benefiting the other or why it might not be and the illegal trade surrounding that and just people who get caught they tell like interesting little quick stories about ones that have been caught um like one of them is chameleons and how there was like a suitcase full of like i think 270 some chameleons that they were trying to get into the u.s illegally like it's just so like a suitcase full of them so it was just, it's really interesting. It's just stuff that, you know, you don't normally have your eye on day to day that I just like knowing about. And again, it was only a 10 episode season. Um, I don't know if they'll do any more, uh, but it was just fun to listen to and, and get some context, you know, out of my external world. So Wild Crimes, highly recommend to a friend. I already subscribed, guys. I'm going to check it out. Did you? Oh, good. The first one's really interesting. It talks about pangolins, which I didn't even know was an actual animal. And then I Googled them, and they're so cute. <laughs> um, they're like a anteater. They remind me of like anteaters and armadillo mixed with like some sort of standing lizard. I don't know. <laughs> like a, I don't know how to explain it, but... 
it's just really sad. It gives you a heart for the animals and me being an animal lover. I'm just, but I like, cause it also tells the story of people who are also trying to work with those that are actively the ones that are poaching and trying to help resource them so that they, they get out of the trade. Cause a lot of them have to do it just out of necessity for like food and money. Yeah. Um, and so I really like that. It's not just one sided. They talk to people who are trying to help both sides. So love that. Um, so yeah. Um, okay. Now quick, um, social media spotlight. Now (laughs) we love our friend Beth. Hi Beth. Um, she sent us, wait, Llewellyn, did I say the one about the Geller trophy back in the day or have we not gotten to that one yet? I think we have gotten to that one. About, about us both having lovely voices. Did I say that one? You know, I don't remember. Okay, I'm going to read it again then because it okay. never hurts to There's, hear. It's never hurts. We're yeah. going to do we're going to do like a double a double dose of Beth today for our social media spotlight. This one is back in July, July 12th. Uh, so this is a long time coming. Sorry, Beth. Um, she Instagrammed us to say, speaking of the Geller Trophy, I listened to other friends podcasts called Joey V Friends. So Joey vs. Friends. No, I definitely read this one. Yeah, now that you're starting to read it, I definitely think you did. Me too. Okay, so never mind. It's not a double dose. It's like a hint of one and then a realization, and then we're going to move on to the email that she sent us. (laughs) (laughs) She sent us an email that says, in the one with Monica and Richard, or the one where Monica and Richard are just friends, it's possible that the set decorations were the ones behind all the Robbie Benson paraphernalia. Also, I suppose he may have some general bragging rights since he was the one who talked David Schwimmer into meeting with the producers of Friends after he said he wanted nothing to do with any more TV shows after a bad sitcom experience. Wow, so David almost didn't want to be on Friends. Yeah. That's good. Thanks, Beth. Thanks for that. Um, So in the context of the one where Monica and Richard are just friends, listen to that and then listen to these wise words from Beth, who is just helping us get context as we go. So thanks, Beth, for that. We appreciate you, as always, giving us your uh, little bits of little bits of insight. We should call it like bits with Beth. (laughs) I love that. Bits with Beth. Beth, anytime you send us like a bit of information on the episode, we're just going to call it a, um, the, the, the bit with Beth. <laughs> You've now got an unsponsored segment on the show. Um, yeah, so uh, that is our social media spotlight. Thanks, Beth. We love you. We do. Um, and now this is going to be the... Uh, also, Beth, this is going to have to be our follow up with the guys to let them know that you have refused to give us your phone number to hand off to <laughs> the guys <laughs> so they can call and scream at you. So you'll probably hear a live update on that and their responses to that. So um, I'm going to have to come with my tail between my legs and tell them that I failed. So <laughs> anyways, OK, next week um, we're going to cover both the one with the morning after and the one without the ski trip. Those are going to be combined. Again, we're only going to talk about non-Ross and Rachel content. Um, It'll probably be a shorter episode again. Um, We'll probably, you know, bookend it with some, you know, the fun facts, the social media spotlight, the recommends to a friend, the episode rating. 
and then get ready to buckle in for a couple of weeks, probably a few weeks with the guys after that. Yeah. We can't wait. So we will catch you guys next week on the Woman of the Friends podcast. <laughs>